Hello, 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 hello. We're on right now. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? What's up? This is going to be a short one today. Hey, what's up, Jared? Hey, Mike. Hey, Josh. Ahoy. Hi, everybody. This is going to be a short one because Sunday's family day and I'm about to go back with the fam, but I thought of something. And for those of you that are in the creative world, anything artistic, you know that if you don't get it down, it's gone forever. And fortunately, my wife is very understanding and I just want to get this thought in. And I thought the best place to do it was with my bears, with my uh, with my unbearables. I'm, I'm loving it, by the way. I love when I see one of you guys tweet me and I see that there's a bear in your name. I know. I know you're coming from a good place. So I just wrote this. I was, I was uh, moving wood outside and just listening to podcasts and listening to, to books. And I went for a jog. And all day I've just been thinking about this thing that's been, I've been obsessing about it. So I just wrote it. And I'm going to share it, and then I hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday. So this is what I wrote. Uh, yeah, and I'm wrapping my brother's tree, tree biz right here, Avalon Care. That's my brother. All right, so what I've been thinking about is that the, the family is the antidote to state control and, and this awful wave of fake social justice. That's what I want to talk about. And I was listening to... Uh, a lot of stuff about Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, and just something hit me. All right. So I was listening to podcasts today about C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, and how Tolkien, who wrote Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that, he fought in World War I, and he had sons who fought in World War II. He was a devout Catholic, and he hated state power. He was actually an anarchist, like a real, like a curmudgeon, like despised the government. And um, all the metaphors in Lord of the Rings hit me so intensely that I want to make this bid before it's gone. So here we go. If Gollum got the, if Gollum had gotten the ring, he would have died. And if he didn't get the ring, he would have died. He was defined by the external. You know, and my mom teaches children's literature. So we've talked endlessly when I was a kid about Gollum and what it meant to be defined by the external. You know, the ring, power. That, that quiet power, you know? And like a heroin addict, he craved something that he knew would kill him. Obsessed with himself and full of hate at the same time. Intellectual leftists at universities have this self-love, self-hate because the first people that would be killed by a Marxist revolution are uh, the very thing, which is the thing that they're promoting, are intellectuals. The thing that college campus intellectuals are pushing for would kill them. Mao, um, Lenin and Stalin, uh, Pol Pot, uh, Castro, North Korea, all these people hate intellectuals. Like when you have one of these uh, uh, communist revolution, a socialist revolution, the, f the first thing to go is free thought. People that promote books, uh, free intellectuals are dead. Bottom line. All right. The Hollywood celebrities have a Gollum element as well because they create an environment like we saw with Lena Dunham where everything is sexual assault. You know, microaggressions, eye contact is part of the patriarchy, uh, mansplaining, you know, manspreading, how a man sits is a form of sexual assault. Every victim has to be believed even with no evidence. And they're all seriously deranged perverts in real life that 
they all are now going down for the very thing that they promote. That this lack of evidence witch hunt that's now coming at Hollywood celebrities, many of them are actual perverts or rapists, but some of them you don't really know because there hasn't been a trial. But they set the stage for that because they're self-obsessed and self-hating. They always look outward. They try and defend people they've never met, fight for causes they don't understand. There's been a perfect storm of culture events lately. There's been a decline of religion and belief in God uh, since the 1970s here in America. Well, simultaneously, there's been technological advancements and uh, over-reliance on them by people. It's uh, happening at the same time. And also, the internet has made it so it's eliminating the need for businesses to interact with people face-to-face, uh, families to interact face-to-face. And um, this has create, created what I thought of today that I want to talk about, a nation of gods. And that can't be good. A bitten apple has been associated with man's fall for thousands of years. Oh, where am I? I doubt that it is coincidence that the symbol for the biggest tech company in the world is, in fact, a bitten apple. Whether or not they were aware of what they were making or it was, it doesn't matter. The truth of it supersedes reality in this case. These truths hide in plain sight. Relying on people to not look up from their phones uh, long enough to see that the obvious nature of the phone itself. When Adam bit the apple in the Garden of Eden... He and all of mankind would forever be banished from Eden, the walled garden of eternal peace. Man would forever have to battle famine, war, the knowledge of their own nudity, their own vulnerability, their own mortality, forever. From this place, it seems man has bitten yet another apple to fall farther from the balance of Eden. The virtual apple that transforms this sacred, flawed, mortal being into a false self-perception of divinity and hatred Self-hatred and self-divinity. Think of that combination of the social justice warrior. Look at every product made by Apple. It starts, this is the thing that blew my mind. It starts with the lowercase i. Really think about that. The letter i. We all know what i is. I is i, self. But the cruel joke of the i is it isn't even capitalized. It's a lowercase i. It represents the self-centered existence of the narcissist but without even the dignity of grandeur, the insignificant deity. What can be more sad? A golem, someone filled with self-importance and self-hate simultaneously. A person so tormented by that contradiction that they can't see they are a useful idiot to be used by someone with a capital I who wants to gain power at any cost. The selfie, the hubris of the hashtag to end all suffering that does nothing more than offer me, a comedian, something to mock. This happened well. the culture also lost religion. Humans are half animal, half eternal. When we neglect one of our halves, the other finds a way out. When we pretend we are all eternal, all saved, all spirit, and no animal, the animal comes out in sick and twisted ways. And when we pretend we are all animal with no soul... The spiritual comes out in weird ways, like CrossFit, veganism, social justice, or a religion like the reverence to the state, a godless religion that ends in the death of millions. There is no outrunning our nature. So in this weakened state of rejection of all things sacred and eternal, 
We are presented with technology that makes us feel like gods, small, weak, insignificant, lowercase gods. As C.S. Lewis wrote in the Screwtape Letters, arguments, political gossip, and obsessing on the faults of people they will never meet function as a distraction from a person's ability to develop virtue. If a person continues to believe the problem is out there and in some sort of broken system, they will never look inward to find true charity or inner peace. This was written almost 80 years ago. None of this is new. These battles within the hearts of men have been going on forever. I made this video to remind not only myself, but anyone listening, that it's extra hard these days to work on ourselves and our communities. With these iPhones and iPads and iMatter, iGod, iGod, they follow us around in our pockets all day long. Things that we now require to have basic jobs or find the right exit off a highway. It's easy to only look out and forget about ourselves. A nation of gods can't last. In all of this, we are forgetting about the thing that matters most in the world, and that's the kids, what they will inherit. After Adam ate the last apple, their children had a rough ride. One killed the other one. So let's acknowledge that technology has given us information and communities that are incredible, a blessing. It's changed my life for the better. But the devil is always there, whispering that you are God, and the people you've never met are causing all of your problems. That's a path to oblivion. And I just, I don't know, I just wanted to talk about that. And I'm not saying technology is bad. I'm not saying that the internet is bad. I'm not saying phones are bad. I'm just saying that our inability to see that every one of these fights is internal. I was, uh, someone commented on a video of mine recently. I was talking about Mao. And I was talking about, um, you know, the birth of, of political correctness and where it all came from. And in, in that video, I used an example of how much money I, I made on, on a sitcom and how I still left all that. And one of the comments was long and it said, you know, you made $30,000 in a week. Uh, you don't understand. The guy wasn't mean about it, but I, see, I saw where he's coming from. He's like, you do tree work with your brother, but you don't really have to, you know, like you don't know what it's like to need, but, but you know, all that. I do, bro. Let, let me just hash that, hash that out a little bit and why I, I, I use examples with actual dollar figures in, my, in, in these talks. When I turned on the social justice I God, the lowercase I, when I left Los Angeles with my family, I had just gotten another development deal. I was rep by the biggest agency in the world and one of the biggest agencies in management. A lot of my best friends were very, very successful celebrities. I was living in a $6,000 a month two-bedroom condo. Uh, I had hundreds of, a hundred, I had a hundred grand, right? And I definitely could have made way more. I moved to a place where my mortgage is $750 a month. They're, the closest airport is two hour, two and a half hours away, two hours away. There's no celebrities here. Uh, I did so because I knew that was bad. I, I say actual numbers because I want people to know that like I rejected it 
there is no um there is no virtue in someone that that isn't presented with the devil like when when there's some fat there's some fat self-hating guy working in a cubicle and they see that somebody had an affair and they say oh look at that that guy is evil it doesn't mean anything to me because I, I i think in my head you're never presented with those temptations you're never presented with the temptations of sometimes the people that people judge, right? The temptations of money or sex or power. And that until you see someone reject things that they can have, that Gollum could have had the ring and then say no, that means something. My Comedy Central special, I got paid $100,000 to make. This last special, Feed the Bear, right now I have profited $3,200. To me, the latter is so much bigger and such a better accomplishment. And it gives me so much more hope for the future. And I use actual dollar amounts because I want people to know that when you've seen the hell that can come from being a useful idiot, for being a lowercase i, and if you still have like a, a, a part of your humanity left that can reject it, do that. And I'm not anti-money. I would love to make $100,000 on my next special, but I want to be able to do it the way I do it. I don't want to have to be told what my politics are, how to raise my family, uh, what is right and wrong. I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of people that are uh, envious of me and hate me for it. And those are the people I'm relying my entire career on. I want to be surrounded by family. And I'll tell you what pulls people out of that mess and allows someone like me, someone who has a great affinity for money, someone who sees that money can lead to freedom, time, influence, things that I think are great. Why could I say no to that? Turn that down, lose tons of money for uh, a moral stance. It's because I had a kid and I fell in love with a woman. And that's the one thing that'll pull you out of it. I was on a slow, lazy river on a hedonic treadmill to lowercase i, uh, insignificant, God, useful idiot path, right? When you have a child and that child looks at you and you are in that child's life and you love the mother, when you love the mother of your child and you're in that child's life, it pulls you out of that. Like you're out and you're never going back. That kid looks at you and says, what is real? What is good? Couldn't talk yet, but I could see it in his eyes. What is all this? And then I had to recharge and rethink about what I am in the world. What is the world? You live, you live twice in your life. You live when you live, and then you live when you teach it to your kids, right? And I get to show them what a chair is for the first time, and then I get to see what a chair is for the first time, and I get to think about what the rain is, and I get to share in his like explosion of his face when he sees snow and he rolls around in it and he just can't believe his eyes. I get to experience that again. And there's a reason that the state, that big government wants you to not have that. There's a reason that the, the, the welfare state promotes single motherhood and, and uh, that this is something that you'll never hear talked about by the social justice warriors is black people are 12% of the population, but 50% of the aborted babies are black. 50% are black. The black community was not broken by slavery. Those are the survivors of slavery, right? 
If you went to Harlem back when um, uh, Thomas Sowell writes about it, growing up in Harlem in the 20s and 30s and 40s in America, there was no gunshots. Those parks you played in the parks, uh, it was seen as um, it was seen as as shameful for a grown man, a grown black man, to not have a job. You know, most people were married. The uh, the marriage rate excelled that of a lot of white immigrant groups amongst black people. They're mostly Christian, devout Christians. So, did slavery occur between then and now? Of course it didn't. What happened? The state increased. The state, the left, the leftists, they took these people and they made them a voting block. They turned them into a plantation of votes. They made them reliant on the tit of the state in exchange for their compliance. You know, some slaves want freedom. Other slaves just want an, uh, a softer bed. And, and, and they broke the spirit of a lot of these people where they now have five or six kids with five or six different dads, right? So those, those kids now aren't raised with a dad. That dad never experiences the, the, the truth of a child that they love. And what happens then? The state just takes more power because all the little golems, the little lowercase eyes are used and they're used up and they die. They die, they die sad. And so that's why it, it, I just think it's so important that people respect the family because the family is the one thing that will pull you out of the, the great speeches and the commercials and the glitzy glamour of Hollywood and it'll let you know what really actually matters. All right, that's all I had to say. I'm gonna check and see if you guys have any, any chats for me. Um, okay, Rico, unbent, unbowed, unbroken, unbearable. I love that, buddy. Go ugly early. Building shits today. Bear, uh, beer break and you live stream. This five is for shot, shot, shots. Great. Yeah, me and my wife are having a date night tonight. So that will go towards a beer. I appreciate that, my friend. I think your brother might be here. My brother's here? Oh, I'll wrap this up. Uh, yeah, you can just send him in. Maybe you can say hi. Uh, don't mean to be a cuck, but hospital tomorrow for an endoscopy. You unbearables wankers have kept me sane the last couple of weeks. Scott, I love you, buddy. Uh, good luck, God bless, and let us know how it goes. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to be great. And you're not a cuck for saying that. That's what communities are for. And we're making a community, and we're making a, a really wonderful community. And I'm really proud of you guys. Loving me some Benja Bear. Sweet. Sounds like a self-indulgent word salad to me, Mr. Benjamin. I verbosity. Well, that's your opinion. Hey, buddy. Hi. I love you, bud. Uh, Tyler, this is the kind of thinking and reflection the world is missing. Thank you, pal. I come here and say hi to people. This is my little boy. Just say hi. Go hi. Hi. Da da. Go go see Uncle Brother. Cut your privilege. Check your Peter Hitchens and Sir Roger Scruton. They're awesome. Berkey and conservatives from England. Berkey and conservatism is really interesting. I'll check that out, buddy. Tanner Owen wrote write this down, buddy. YouTube search old. Austrian woman who lives under the Nazis in World War II warns against centralized socialism. She talks about this exact thing. I'll check that out. Um, so what do you guys think? I can chat with you for like five. Brother, you want to say hi to the people? Uh, awesome. You see the truth. Love you, Benjamin. MacGyver checking in. At MacGyver Bear. Hi, buddy. You want to say hi to the people again? Hey, brother, you want to say hi to the people? Who's the people? Who's the people? Any uh, piano requests? I can I can take a couple. Uncle brother, one bear to, bear to rule them all, one bear to find them. So that's the beauty of the bears. We're not about rule. 
We're not about the rule. And that one guy said I was being a, I was being a too verbose. Well, he's a he's a uh, dickhead bear. Uh, just found your stuff, new fan. Maybe I'm being too verbose. I don't know. That's the that's the one thing about art, man. When you when you feel it and you think it and you say it, it's 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 either it's your truth at the time and people either go with it or they don't. But you can't you can't get away from that. And dude, if you think about the I, the lowercase I, that shit is that shit's intense, man. Uh, oh, he's such a sweet kid. Hi! And now he's running. Dickhead bear. Is brother still here? No. Where'd he go? Oh, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out and say hi to him then. He's like literally. He's gone, gone. Well, I gotta get out anyway. Thank you. Have no more cash for super chat, but I love some who. Okay, I'll do a quick who, and then that's it. Then we'll call it. So, um. Genius, thanks for sharing. Perfect intermission for Peterson's Jacob Ladder vid. Oh, that's a great vid. All right, so. Out here in the fields of... I don't care, bud. I love you. You weren't being mean. It's hilarious. Say it. If you think it, just say it. It's all good. I, I don't mind criticism at all, man, dickhead bear. You're still being dickhead bear. But it's fine. Maybe it was important for me to hear that. forgiven like that's such a powerful thing to say it's like i'm okay you don't get to say shit all right what else you guys want to hear dickhead bear damn you paid 10 bucks for that name ah. <laughs> can you play lou reed's perfect day absolutely oh uh, what's up hermy yeah you missed uh you missed big bear getting very verbose but uh some interesting shit i don't care what dickhead bear says Every, every crew of bears needs a dickhead bear. Don't be upset, dickhead bear. Uh, perfect day. And then I'm out. I love the bears. Aim, do you love the bears? You hate the bears? She's kidding. She doesn't hate the bears. Just a perfect day. Drink sangria in the park. And later, when 
It gets dark, we go home. Just a perfect day. Feed animals in the zoo. And later, a movie too. And then home. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. Oh, such a perfect day. You just keep me hanging on. You just keep me hanging on. Just a perfect day. Problems all left alone Weekenders on our own It's such fun Just a perfect day no. Just a perfect day You made me forget myself I thought I was someone else, someone good. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. Oh, such a perfect day. You just keep me hanging on. You just keep me Perfect day for you, yo. I love that song. I love that song. You made me yeah. What are you guys chatting about? Amazing piano player. Those are the same hands used to chop wood. Yeah. Uh, oh, and this is magical thing. Oh, anytime. Oh, dickhead bear. Dickhead bear's back. Hey, dickhead bear. I love that you're embracing it. Embrace being a dickhead bear. It's it's hilarious. Okay, uh, love these and your family. The Eye of Mordor, the lowercase Eye of Mordor. Come here, bud. That's profound. Yeah, I'm done. I'll get out of there. I love the big bears. All right, guys, I got to go. It's family time or else it would make my entire thing I just told you guys completely hypocritical if I didn't then spend time with my family. But um, write to me and uh, comment on this thing and let me know what you thought about my little thing because I will be turning this stuff into jokes. But every good joke needs a basis of something intense. And so this is something that um, I'm working on. I love love. Bubble. All right. Good night, everybody. Later, bears.